0: Hi, welcome to another podcast of Staying in Trouble. This is Eric Kims, one of my guests today. Marcus, you want to introduce yourself? Hi, this is Marcus Fifita. We're here at the Rooftop Reality Studios today again. Uh, apologize about my voice. Had kind of a ruckus uh, class I taught this morning. Played a little mini cornhole. Uh, always keeping it real. Um, got my night's hat on today. Marcus is sporting his uh, company's uh, polo. Homevestors, how long you been doing Homevestors
1: for, Marcus? i was coming up on seven
0: years. I've owned my franchise, and then how long? uh, How long you been uh, supporting your family with that? Uh, For seven years, so. All right, great. Sorry (laughs) about that. Uh, I brought Marcus in. Marcus and I have known each other for over twenty years. Um, I do brag about being one of his friends. Uh, we had our kids about the same time. His kids are like naturally gifted athletes. I can't wait to get their posters when they're older. Uh, put them in my office. Um, he's not a big UNLV fan, not yet anyways. But I wanted to talk to you, Marcus, a little bit about um, you do a little bit of club soccer.
1: Used to, not uh, not so much anymore. My daughters are both uh, former club soccer athletes. My oldest who is my soccer star, she's coming back off an injury. So we're training with the team, but haven't officially committed to them yet.
0: Okay, on average, how often
1: would you say you went to tournaments in a Uh, year? So in a year, we did at least, uh, between my two girls that were both in club at one time, we had at least eight to 10 tournaments a year. Traveling uh, of those, probably 50% of those tournaments were out of state.
0: And so I've been in your sweet ride. Was that featured on like
1: pimp my ride? That no, sweet no, uh, no.
0: travel van or pimp
1: my ride? Didn't I pimped it out? So I've got a, uh, I've got a uh, Ford Transit 350 XL with the twin turbo. The uh, uh, Casey Thornton back, you know, the, another buddy from back in the day. He tipped me on uh, that's the ride to have. The engine's good. The going up hills, no lag at all. It's pretty sweet. But, uh, yeah, the the transit that I have. That's a Class B RV for those at home that don't know. It's uh, a 15-passenger. I got a 32-inch TV in there, 12-inch subwoofer, uh, Pioneer system. decked it out. And, uh, yeah, so that's that's the vehicle of choice on the trips. On the road trips down to Southern California, we've taken additional families that can't foot the bill to drive. We throw them in the bus, the ugly bus.
0: So what do you think, like, what's the vision? So like, what, what are some of the, give us some of the decision making when you and Jamie are like, you know what, maybe we need to take our daughter to the next level. Like,
1: well, so as of recent early on, yeah, it was always, Hey, she wants, she, her goal was she want to be a professional soccer player. And so we said, okay, in order to get that goal to obtain, to have that, you have to be disciplined to do this much. And so early on, um, we had personal trainers. We hired uh, we hired a trainer uh, two times a week, and then she so she would practice three times a week and then train two times a week, uh, so five five days of training. And um, unfortunately, she got an injury that was aggravating uh, that stayed with her for about a year and a half. And the problem was we had we went to seven different doctors. Nobody could diagnose what it was until. By happenstance, uh, Tim Tolstrom, who's a good buddy of mine, we were on the sideline for my younger daughter's team and he happened to hear me and Jamie talking about Marley and her injury. And he was like, wait, wait, who are you talking about? And I'm like, that's my, my daughter. And he's like, wait, no, let's, I didn't even know she was hurt. Talk to me. Tell me about it. Let me listen. And, uh, we, they kept calling it a groin or a, um, a hernia, uh, a sports hernia and, uh, then it turned out that he's like, No, I think it's a nerve. He's a neurosurgeon. He's like, Let me let, bring her in. Let me do my um, physical on her and check her out. And I can tell you. But he's like, I'm 99% sure it's a nerve and I can fix it. So we took her in and uh, yeah, he diagnosed it, said, Yeah, I'm, I can fix this. No problem. It's not a pulled groin. It's not a sports journey that they're saying it is. And so then we. Jamie wanted to get a second opinion on that, and so we went back to the doctors that had misdiagnosed it before against my, opinion, against my recommendation. But then he gave us a guy down in California that said he could do it a different way, he could fix it a different way. So we decided to go down to California and um, get her uh, surgery in June, and so she's back. You know? Nice, nice. But the, the recovery period, though, so in that whole transition, so from the time she's kind of lost the drive for the, for the game, Uh, And she decided she didn't even want to play at all, you know And a lot of that I think has to do with the pain that she played in She played for a year and a half in pain And now that she doesn't have pain She doesn't want to do the work that she has to do to get back up to speed where she was And I don't blame her So I, I was, as a dad, I was like, you know what? I don't want my kid to be in pain I want them to have fun The fun was out of it And so I kind of said, you know, it's okay But Mama Bear said, you know what? I miss watching my daughter play soccer. I know she can play at that high level, and so I'm not done with her being done. So she kind of pushed her, so now we're just back training. And uh, it's and we're just going to see. We're, we're uh, the I called the coach and said, look, my daughter's not 100%. She's wanting to come see if she can get back 100%, and would it be okay if we just trained with the team? And he said, sure, because they don't have a spot for her right now anyway. So, so what do you think, like on
0: – kind of the, as a husband and, and father is, you know, how much of sports overshadows your family life or in how much are you able to retain your family life because you do play sports?
1: That's the key. What you just said is, for me, sports is a bonding factor for us. Like, we are all in. So uh, luckily, Jamie, she's, she wasn't a team, team sports girl. She's more of an individual. She's a rock climber, snowboarder. She's a, she's a, a mountain girl. She likes the individual sports, uh, but luckily I was blessed that she um, went all in on all the team sports. So whenever we do a team sports, all the kids got to go. So we we load the van up every Saturday, and whoever's activity if they're if they're not conflicting, then we're together. And uh, so we travel. So on the on the when it, Marley was the only one traveling, it was a blast because we go down to California. The kids would go to the beach. Uh, we do fun stuff in between games, and then we go and enjoy and watch the games. And so I'm, I'm adamant that all my kids have to support each other. So when the boys were watching Marley play soccer, now on reverse, Marley last Saturday, she was watching the boys play football. And uh, you know she was whining about it. Her and Kaya were whining about it the whole time. But we were <laughs> like, look, you got to support the boys. We need to see them. Uh, and give support, and luckily we had a, a good day. Two out of three games we won. My son scored touchdowns. It was a blast. Is but, he going to be playing for Coronado or Liberty? Uh, we, that's we're zoned for Coronado right now, and uh, but that's are you thinking about moving in the possibly, future? Yeah, it's, there's a real possibility we might be moving. But how
0: would uh, you how would you rate some of the coaching staff at Liberty?
1: You know, um, well, my nephew is the defensive coordinator for this game tonight, uh, Sam Ty. You know, he's a former uh, Liberty Patriot. So obviously he's top ten. Uh, Rich, Mara, I mean the the Liberty. I'm, since I'm on the record, I'm going to be cautious of what I say. <laughs> uh, I Liberty has, in my opinion, they got great coaching staff. I w- wish they would make some adjustments or a lot more adjustments to their secondary so they don't get spanked like they did last weekend. But at the end of the day, they still you know they're the second ranked team in the state uh, for a reason. They have a good uh, a good following. You know, a lot of kids bring their there, uh, I I wish I do have a desire for them to switch to give a couple other guys a little more um, uh, opportunity. Yeah, you yeah. Know, uh, they sh- they could switch it up. Morocco and, and I and I um, sometimes like Talich is there now and yeah. I think he could contribute a lot more than he does. And so we'll see. Uh, tonight again is the first time the de- the de- defensive coordinators out of town, and so they turn that reign over to my nephew while he's here. You know, um, so we'll see how they do. Nice. It'll be We're looking
0: forward to it. Uh, the rooftop reality studio actually has some other Liberty, uh, supporters, um, just to go on record, we have done some, uh, fundraising for Liberty football. Um, and in return, Liberty football has returned us with some massively delicious food in return. And so, uh, we love uh, supporting local, uh, our, our local efforts. Um, Going back to like, I think this is going to be one of our series coming up. Is we're going to have another dad whose son just recently got drafted in the uh, Major League Baseball, signed a fat, fat, fat uh, contract. Um, what are your hopes? Are your hopes for Marley to have a college scholarship or to to actually get professional? Like, what what level do you see her at? I mean, especially for Southern Nevada, I think anything that you do. Would be marquee for even the county, let alone, you know, for your your family. But in your family, you guys have some other a- athletes as well. So. We do. I
1: mean, all my kids are athletes. Um, but I but I've watched. So my sister, her, my sister, she has four sons that played. Three of them uh, played at Liberty. Um, the her oldest, Sam Ty, the one that's the defensive coordinator tonight for tonight's game. He was the first Division One scholarship out of Liberty to UCLA. Um,
0: so I've watched their careers. I don't, is that, that's a good thing? That's that was ex- a good thing. Yeah, right? not, ex- not today. Just yeah. for those that are following, UCLA at one time had a, had a storied so the, program.
1: So it's not for the – the UCLA is not for the football, but it was for the degree. He got his degree from UCLA, so he can proudly say he's got a political science degree from UCLA, which that's what we went for. I mean, the team right. back then didn't do so well either. And, and quite frankly, he never uh, was able to get his um, – he he had injuries. He was plagued with injuries while he was there. Three torn ACL. So he never saw a lot of field time, but he got a degree and then a master's from San Diego State. So my when I, as I've watched them, the student athlete. I think Richard Sherman uh, did a, a an interview about that about how yeah. student athletes are, are are it's a it's a tougher life, and I agree hundred percent. So watching my nephews, I, I I've switched gears early on. It was a scholarship scholarship. You know right right. Um, like I, uh, all the training and money and travel that we spent, if I would have invested that in tutors, you know, for my kids to have straight A's, I think I'd, and I still, that's, that's actually the course we're going. We're switching to, my daughters are in, uh, they got uh, lessons for flute and for um, art, and so we've, we've kind of backed off on the sports and, and kind of see where their passion is. And I don't, for me, I'd rather them, I mean, I went to, to BYU, you know, the, uh, the Lord's School, for those that don't know, the real BYU in Provo. He's not I, much of a fan. Don't let him kid you. I played at, I played with uh, rugby at BYU, and so uh, like, li- and I, I, I rem- remembering back, you know, having practice and then having a job because uh, we weren't on scholarship. That's a tougher life, yeah. you know, balancing, and then even watching my nephews for football. You're an employee, you know, any of those, any of those student athletes or employees of the school, and uh, they're and expected to perform oh, as absolutely. much, not only. Oh, yeah. On the, the classroom, field, yeah, exactly. Out of the classroom, too.
0: A lot of my classes uh, at UNLV, I had a ton of student athletes. And uh, and I was working. I had a great job when I was at UNLV. as a valet. Yep. It was a choice position. I don't know if it still is a choice position, but for <laughs> a college student, I don't know if I could get it any better. And uh, Yeah, we all envied you back then. Yeah. <laughs>
1: He's a valet. Do you know how much money he makes? Holy crap.
0: Well, that wasn't the only part. Like, I I rarely cooked a meal, so I never, like, a lot of the roommates were like, oh, you know, George is eating my food. Dude, my food? I got cooked uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner at at work (laughs) and uh, had all these benefits. I didn't realize how good my benefits were. Like, back then, the casinos gave us uh, Christmas presents. Like, you go down to the electronics store, pick out what you want. I'm like, yeah, this is great. This is what I've always wanted. But, uh, you know, and I think something I could relate to was um, I helped a lot of those, I helped tutor a lot of student athletes back then. And uh, and then I'm I'm about, I'm you know, I've got an athletic build. And so I would play with them on the side. And then the other part about that is, you know, I would see the other struggles. They're like, hey, this is what I got to do. I'm up at six. I'm, in order to be a successful student athlete, you know, you, you're on the you're on the clock. You know, you, you're expected to be at practice at 6:45. You expected at another team meeting at nine. Another team meeting,
1: yeah, and it's seven days a week. Yeah, and yeah, they, yeah. They don't seven days a week, and it's like for football especially. Yeah, Sundays are meetings. Like they don't stop. They even in, you think oh spring. Nope, spring is is it just as heavy as fall. Yeah, you know, and you got to keep your grades yeah. up, and you
0: gotta you know, and be social. You know, it it can be a stressful life, and that's, you know, know, there's a cost to that scholarship. And, you know, and that's one of the things that they're talking about today is like, hey, what is the value of that scholarship? And it's great to see your nephew actually... that's like the prototype. Another thing I was going to talk about is injuries. Like, so I injured my ankle. So I injured my shoulder in high school, yeah. and that's why I never really furthered my football career. It's I've got a separated shoulder that you, you can't even. It can never. It, it is what it is. And then I have an ankle injury from volleyball where, uh, you know, uh, church church night <laughs> horsing around, someone come underneath the net, I couldn't walk for a month. It means I couldn't work for a month. So I learned the lesson really quick. Is hey, I need to be in a place where you know I can support my family and not depend on my body. And as athletes, whether you're a college athlete or whether you know you're a professional athlete, man, your
1: gravy train is your body. You know, yeah, that's that. The so that's that right there. You hit the nail on the head. Kind of what with watching my daughter's injury, watching her have to come back from that. I don't want to push her. Um, I don't want. I, I'd rather them. I'd rather her enjoy it and have her own drive. Now, if she pushes me out the door and she pushes me to go um, get better, then that's, you know, for me, that that's what I'd like. Uh, I mean, she's only 13, so that doesn't always happen. So mama's like, look, let's go. Um, but she hasn't quit. Uh, as of recent, she's... Now she's on the, you know, uh, Bob Miller soccer team. She's training with the Heat soccer team. And then she's running cross country at the same time, too. So she's 100% back up into right. all this. And... Um, like, last night she came home in pain, so, you know, we've been, I've been massaging her legs. She's, she's got knots in her thighs, but she's she's back up and ready to go, you know, and happy. She's okay with it. So as long as they're happy, like, I'm not the dad that, like, uh, forces them. You know, like, you have to do it. I'm not living my life through my kids. Uh, I, I love coaching my kids. So I've coached Marley soccer, coached Kayette soccer. Um, I'm coaching right now football. And it allows me to spend time with them. My boys uh, originally for tackle football, they were they both cried, you know, like the first couple of days of practice. Uh, now that they got the hang of it and they know how to run, they know how to shift and, and miss tackles and score touchdowns. Like it's fun. Yeah. And they're the key players. They're starters on both of their little teams. Um, so no, it's turned into a fun. And then my boys are, um, you know, then I like to invest in them. I buy them new pads. We buy them. I got gear to boot. You know. I go buy the footballs. or buy the additional footballs so we can play. So I buy things that I – so I try to be – I try to give them what I never had. Yeah. Uh, like uh, if it means additional time that I got to go and train with them or, uh, like I say, I'm on the field with them. To me, that's what I, where I enjoy. So when, when we're driving home, I'm talking to my boys like, how would you like practice? Um, the other night I said, you know, my son's on two teams. I said, which coach do you like the best, you know, me or Coach Johnny or Coach uh, D? And he's like, well – I'd have to say you, Dad, you know, and I'm like, yeah, good answer. He's like, no, but really, Dad, like I like when you, that you come over and you don't just like, you know, you stop me and you help me and you explain it and then we get to go home, we talk about it. So I think I learn more from you and then I can apply. The other guys just tell me to do it and hope that I do it. And so that made, that that chip, that made me feel, I was a tug on my heartstrings, made me feel uh, like I'm doing the right thing. Uh, I think there's been other times that I haven't been doing the right, you know, my son gets hurt. I'm like, just get up, get up, son, let's go. And, you know, uh, the the Polynesian side of, you know, no, no mercy, no, no, uh, he can't be hurt uh, kicks in. So I don't think it's just Polynesian. I think all (laughs) all,
0: all of us dads feel the same way. And whether it's my daughter or my, uh, you know, or my sons. So my oldest, who's the same age as Marley, you know, has uh, never really taken to sports, and but he has a drive to be excellent. So he's explore like he is all in on Magic the Gathering. Kid is smart, gets good grades, the stays out of trouble. I can't I can't complain one bit about him. Um, and he's ambitious. Like he actually is a, a budding entrepreneur. Like we're always making deals. Loves to trade. Let's make a deal. Let's this is what we're up to. I can't fault them for that. You know, there's been a couple of teachers that didn't realize that everything was negotiable <laughs> until about three quarters of the way through the year. And they're like, um, your son's been negotiating and out negotiating me this whole year. And I just now figured it out. And I'm like, well, you should have known that the, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> and it, those are life skills. Um, but, you know, with, with Aiden, we've we've tried almost every sport in same thing. Hey, if I can just find something that he's passionate about. And and sports really isn't what he's passionate about, but my children are competitive. Like Aiden, even though we negotiate him into team sports, doesn't want to do the practice. Like he'll come do the practice because that's required. But uh, he does, I don't know, like in high school, one of my coaches always talked about there's two types of players. There's your practice player who's like, on the practice field they're stunning.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? They're they do everything right. They're making the extra tackles. They're tackling correctly. And then there's the game day player, right? There's a player that as soon as the lights are on, man,
1: yeah, they, they take one. Yep.
0: Yeah, they perform. And and Aiden Aiden does actually a little bit more the the latter. He actually when when we get into a game, now he wants to play. Now he's like we need to win. I'm like Dude, where where is this? The other six days of the week, brother. This, is, <laughs> I am willing to invest in you if you. He's like no, and uh, you know he's like he's got his other priorities, and and I can't fault him for that. We we too are trying to find, you know, some of the things about we talk about music a little bit is for my youngest. Uh, we just went to the park last night, and he's playing around, and that's what I really love—the fact that he was he he's playing now. Because he enjoys it, not because dad is a coach. Uh, I've been coaching youth sports for over ten years. I want to say around ten years. I better count. Well, I've count uh, numerous teams. I've got plaques up in the office. It's one of my most. You know, it's like hey, I have done something good today. Is to look back and uh, looking back at all the teams I've gotten to coach, and you know. To see my kids progress or to see my teams progress and to see kids who come onto the team and they're like, hey, coach, I don't know how to play basketball. And by the end of the league, they're like, I love basketball. I got some great text messages actually at the beginning of this, uh, at the beginning of uh, fall. And I got a text and she's like, hey, coach, you're our first volleyball coach. And just wanted to let you know my daughter made the freshman team. And uh, it's like... And I get those those calls like there is. And it's good to know that, you know, those, those families know that I care about those kids and I've always wanted success for them. And it's great to see, you know, those kids, you know, find a passion. And that
1: and I think that's what we all want as that, parents. That's the fun part. When, like So at football practice the other night, we talked about um, like the reason like, it's like, why? Why do I coach? And my coaching isn't for the win. Uh, because there's been actually in football, my record's horrific. You know, it's, uh, I, I, the other day I was questioning whether I should be coaching or not, uh, based on my winnings, <laughs> but the, um, you know, we, it, it's seeing, a, seeing someone that doesn't, like you said, doesn't know how to do it. And then you teach them and then having them apply what you taught, te- like, uh, my, the, one of my littlest guys, named name's Julian. Uh, he, he, I think he is our smallest player on the team and we were doing a tackling drill, where uh, the uh, lead blocker running and a running back, and so they'd come into uh, an alley where I'd coned out that they can't go out of the cone. Right, right, so right, right. linebacker coming in to either shuck the block and make the tackle, or uh, get you know the the pass. I mean the uh, the block. The lead blocker takes him out and they make a touchdown. And so as I switched from the offensive guidance to the defense, I told my you know I says you know, my, my linebackers kept coming in and anticipating the hit, and they'd flinch, get hit, and the running back would run right by him. So there was no play. And I said, you know, I don't, I don't want you guys to hit the blocker. I don't want that guy. I don't need you to lay the blocker out unless you're going to knock him into the running back. Right. I need you to get past him to make the hit. And if that means that you get out of his way because he's trying to block you, he's diving at you, then you move, and then you make the play. And my littlest guy... Steps up, they come into it, and because he's the littlest, the guy going against him thought, I'm going to plow him over. Right. So he comes running in, like, uses all his weight to hit Julian, and Julian steps to the side, the yeah. kid flies, and he goes and tackles the running back. And I, I went nuts. I was going crazy because I'm like, that's, that's what I need right there. Like, there's my example. My smallest guy, listen to what we're, we're telling him, and he and he performed it, and, and he was on cloud nine after that, you know. Dude, uh, as a coach, yeah, oh, was, you're on cloud nine. Oh, like, I was I, so happy. Oh, I was screaming. I was happy. Giving high fives, going, "That's what I want. That's what I want." And you know, from the other side, then I flipped and go, Off, deep, uh, from the offensive side, that's not what I want. I don't want you <laughs> diving to tackle this guy who's trying to kill somebody so that you miss and they make the play. And he's so it was it was that's that's my joy. I do enjoy in the sports setting that yeah you. To see the success, even if it's on a losing team, you know, it's these kids still come back. They come. Oh, yeah. They're smiling. They're happy. And you champion those. We got a first down. (laughs) We got to stop. Well, and so in another class,
0: I've been teaching about the Keynesian uh, method, which is you get better one percent every time. And and so when you see kids do that, where exactly what you just said, where they literally can understand what you're saying and then they perform. Man, there, as a coach, I remember the first time I was coaching soccer, was girl's soccer, and they made the extra pass. I said, make the extra pass for the goal. Look how easy it is. And that's what I try to coach kids is I want you to be successful, mm-hmm. right? And the very first volleyball uh, team I coached, we ended up winning the whole championship. So I don't carry the records that uh, Marcus does. Ah. But, uh, uh, you know, one of the things that's, that my wife Sarah recognized is like certain sports allow, or you know, identifies. Hey, you sometimes you don't need to be a superstar right. to be great. You, if you just do your job, that's what greatness is defined as.
1: Now, that's like uh, again back to my kids. That's I do love uh, when they do stuff like that. When they when we teach them or they listen to what a coach has taught them and then they perform it on the field there's the joy of that, and it's. Uh, no, we've, it's been fun. I've been. I, I love coaching. I love. Uh, I do it for my kids, you know, primarily. But then it's also it helps me to stay involved with them. I found like my daughters now that we're on club level and they have other coaches yeah. that we're paying for. Um, I'm not so much engaged. And I, the other day I sat back and you know my wife's like um, I, I felt I felt like I was uh, failing them as a father. And she's like, no, hon, you know you set the foundation, you know, for them to be here. Now just you support from the stands. And so that's, that's been fun, too, is being a dad on the sideline and, you know, oh, having to... Limit- how is that fun? <laughs> it's, well, it's fun because you watch your kid, you know, uh, progress and you see the stuff that you know you taught him and they, that the coach didn't teach him. No, just kidding. Yeah. yeah. No, but uh, it, it, uh, I miss it. I actually miss it. Last night uh, uh, at the back-to-school night uh, for Bob Miller, one of my honey-do lists, for, well, it was a daughter-do list was for, uh, to go check in to see if the um, school team needed additional help. Because she's like, Dad, I miss you as my coach. Let's go see if you can coach. And so, unfortunately, they don't need help. Uh, I did tell her, hey, if you do, I'm badged with the county. I've already got my volunteer background all. I do it at Vandenberg. Uh, so if you need help, and she said, we'll let you know. So I'm waiting for the call-up uh, for the uh, Bob Miller uh, soccer team. Maybe it won't come. I not have to coach from the stands, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, yeah,
0: I'm not a very good coach from the stands for those that know, uh, uh, and that's why I asked what was fun. So sometimes I get a little uberly passionate about, uh, youth sports, but not, not so much, uh, just because I can see, I think, you know, I think having been coaches is you can see, I think what you're identified was seeing how a kid progresses. Yeah. Like, so understanding that it's not about the W, it's actually about that progression. Like, you know, in basketball, it, you know, one of my goals is if there's a kid on the team that has never scored, you know, it's just like, I want them to feel the same way I did the first time I hit a golf ball. Hmm. And, you know, that, that simple little feeling of, of hitting a golf ball or putting a basket in you know, for some kids, that that is the championship. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to give them that opportunity to, to feel that. So, uh, Marcus, we got to wrap it up. I really appreciate you coming in studio. Look forward to having you back, maybe getting a little update as further in the season. Um, Good stuff. Once again, if you have any questions about home vesters, Marcus is our resident expert. Once again, thanks for Rooftop Realty for sponsoring this podcast. And we'll talk to you guys next time. All right.